Jax is on a rampage since the death of Opie. I don't know what, and you know, and again, Clay's fucked up and the nomads, my God. Don't you know that the music should be solemn? This is Theo Rossi. This is Kim Coates. And this is Theory. Hola. Como estas? Buenos dias. I'm kidding. <laughs> Just kidding, like, no. Theo. No, no, I know. The sound doesn't work. I know. The techni- Here's me. Yeah. And I'm kidding. Do you know what's funny is apparently when we had this tech tech difficulty, I don't even know. I guess Justin edits them all in. <laughs> we didn't really have technical difficulty. Like we had it, but we didn't. Like apparently we thought there was difficulty, but there wasn't. What are you talking about? We saw that there was. It was me. Apparently there wasn't. It sounded. Whoa, perfect. look at that. I got a little something going on behind me that was protecting me. Was it really Coatsy? No technical issues whatsoever. No, but we were both under the assumption. So it either means that we don't know what we're doing, which is what I'm leaning towards before. Probably. The other one. <laughs> or we can't even decipher what's right and what's wrong in this technical. Listen, as I've said before, I'm the deputy. You're the sheriff. When you say we got issues, I go, where are they? How do I fix them? We're hanging on. You know, we are hanging on. It's really interesting. Um, so. You look good. What's that? Bones in your shirt? What is that? Bones Brigade? You oh, yeah. Skateboarder? You ever skateboard, Kim? Never, not one time in my life. Really? Hockey player, but never a skateboarder. You were. You're younger than me. You're way younger. Love skateboarding. Yeah, it's, uh, it, was, it was my thing when I was young. It was one of my things. Uh, BMX and skateboarding, but way more towards... Jesus. Yeah, yeah, but I love... Why did you bring a skateboard to set in Sons of Anarchy? You weren't allowed. We weren't allowed to do anything. We were punching in and punching out. Sumo wrestling. We did that. We sumo wrestled. We did push-ups in the concrete. And, <laughs> yeah, you know. The fucking push-ups. Wow. Yeah. But you know how that was. DL, DL. That is good. Skateboards weren't cool enough. I should have brought a skateboard there. We did have the great pavement there to do it. What did um, we ever? Yeah, I have my skateboards here. The kids are riding them now. I'm, I'm actually uh, just uh, got plans to potentially build a half pipe for them uh, on the property. Oh, uh, you are so out of control. I know. I know. I'm doing that. The, the three big things that I have that we looked into this week, and and by we, I mean me and any friends I could rustle up to do it. Don't have any. Yeah, there's there's a couple out here that I like and trust. Um, <laughs> okay, I, might get, I might get Fickner to work. Um, He's coming to see you, buddy. Yeah. yeah I want to do a pump track. Do you know what a pump track is? A what? It's called a pump track. Don't let your mind. Oh, no don't close. let your mind go in the gutter. <laughs> um, That's where it went right away. I know it did. You heard pump and immediately <laughs> then track. What's that? Need to call up once and ask him. He knows. Have a penis pump. Uh, no, <laughs> uh, a pump track. I never needed one of those. I don't know why. <laughs> those, are so funny. those things are hysterical. I always think of all <laughs> Um, when he's in the scene in the airport where he's like, <laughs> <laughs> no, a pump track is like uh, you, you get a bunch of dirt or you use the existing land and you do uh, all like hills and valleys so they can oh, ride their BMX shit. like on a track. Oh, they love yeah. that. The boys yeah. would. Yeah. You're a big racing guy. So they love like a that track with hills and with jumps and with, you know, curvatures and all that. 
And uh, obviously the tree house, they want to do a big tree house. So that we're looking forward to. We're just trying to find the right set of trees because I don't want to harm the trees. So I'm going to build a ramp. No, no, you'll add something to them. The trees will be added to. Yeah. yeah and I don't want to, I don't want to hammer into the trees. That's how I am. And then, uh, and then obviously something for the skateboards. Uh, but yeah, I mean, these, they're like full outdoor kids. I got them as a Huckleberry fan. Literally. And little brother, it. they are in it. Tom Sawyer, they are in it. So when we got back from baseball the other day, they I got them a gift. I got them their first tools. Like they have a tool belt with real tools that are metal. So like they have hammers and screwdrivers. and Montessori, baby. Here we go. And they go out there and they just, they want to be inventors, they said. And they just build. And it's pretty fascinating to watch. It's so you know? great. It's so great, bro. Somebody wrote something. You would think about this because, you know, it's, it's funny. Uh, a friend just sent this to me. Uh, And I thought this was interesting. You could probably think about what Fred was probably thinking about your dad. It said once and what you could think about as a a parent to two incredible uh, daughters. Thank you. Once you're once you are a parent, you are the ghost of your children's future. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. So once they're gone, like I was thinking about all these things and how responsible I am because to them and how you know my my what i need to do for them because like when i am gone that's what they're going to think about no great it's great what a great line what a great i i had i had a buddy who jim Lindsay, who you know jim Lindsay from you know we're about to this whole thing is almost i'm in washington now i'm almost done i'm going home to see my mom right away 91 years old joyce right gotta see and we're gonna play around a golf and my buddy jimmy said i i suck I can't, I have nothing going on. I can't, I'm not going to play. I can't. I went, Hey, Hey, remember what your second dad, Freddie Coates would tell you, Jimmy, stay positive, stay positive, Jimmy. Now pour me another rye. (laughs) That was dad's line. Jimmy, stay positive. Pour me another rye. And he laughed and it doesn't matter what you shoot. It's about the enjoyment of getting out there. So enjoyment. No, your boys, Theo, I mean it, bro. What you and Meg are doing and have done and will do with all the struggles that come, comes along with success, yeah. you've got a beautiful spot there, bro, and I cannot wait to see it. You know, it's just an adventure land for them, and they're learning things, and it's, uh, you know, it's those little moments. It's like you've gotten them, right, especially multiple times with your daughters, you know, going over to Tanzania, and, and a million, million times of seeing your kids do something. and Yeah. And that feeling of, I, I found every day I find out more and more what it means to be like a parent, right? Yeah. And so I pick Kane up from school every day, you know, when I'm home and I'm not filming, I'm, I'm 100% in on all things, right? So I picked him up from school. And when you pick him up from school, the fourth graders, I guess, open the door for the cars as you pull up to let the kids in. They have their vests on and all that. Wow. Cool. Public school we're in. So they give responsibility to the kids are a little older and uh, you pull into this spot you don't get out of your car and they the fourth graders or whatever open the door and then your kid gets in and you have a sign in your car for the kid and all that whatever and the kid opened the door and Kane gets in and Kane says goodbye to the kid and the kid goes hey sir I just wanted to tell you your son has the best manners and I was like thanks bud come on yeah. and I come said, on well, it's great 
Good job. Don't screw it up now. Come on, keep it going. Yeah, I tell them we're part of the uh, where we have a little group we call the Wolf Kings. So that's me, him, and Arlo and Meg and uh, Juno, the dog. So he has to be an active part of the Wolf Kings. I tell him. (laughs) And I said, you better howl if you're doing something. (laughs) It's wildness out here. So. All is good. Um, it's it's an interesting time. You're almost done. I mean, for real done, right? There is for no real for reals. For real done. Yeah. So it's, what, been, like, it's, been, over, it's been over four months, bro. It's been over four months. I mean, June, July, August. Yeah, f- over four months. So these sideburns will be going. The hair's gonna grow. I'm, I'm gonna lose some weight. I'm gonna yeah, grow some hair on my skin. face. Nice I'm gonna hair try. Face. Yeah, I'm gonna try and look as good as you. You look like Tig in this episode that I just saw. I actually wrote a comment. We're about to talk about uh, what's it called? Crucifixed? Yeah. Crucifixed, which I know what it means now. Now I know I'm finally up on the lingo. I, I saw where it fits into the film. Yeah. But you had you had uh, an interesting mustache going in this one. It was borderlining on magician or it was very pointy. And out. holy shit, bro. Did I ever? And I. I remember, I think, I think Tig was acting out. He's been put in jail by Jax. I have to do everything for Jax. I don't even speak anymore. And I, and I, I decided to just go a little magician-y with the mustache. Like, I'm just going to go a little kooky. And that's right. I did. It was really what was big and whack. When, when it cut to you, I said, he looks like there used to be a restaurant in New York called Beefsteak Charlie's. He looked <laughs> like uh, you had this weird... <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, I'm Big Charlie. Big Charlie, and he had a big mustache like that, like Chef Boy. No, good for you. Hey, yeah. come on, we'll start. But I got to tell you something. I don't remember Juice being so pivotal in these last few episodes. No, me neither. Bro, you me are so pivotal. Yeah, I don't remember any of it. I was Here actually extremely surprised by this. Episode. Oh, my. You're all over it and i know why i'm gonna get into it all right let's go yeah let's get into it and i will say this because it comes up later but i might as well just get it out of the way this was the first episode that i watched because you know this right you know this when you get old enough you start to feel like parts of your life are like different people right sure like you, you you almost you almost kind of can't relate to them but you, sure, sure. you know them and which is, you know, not to get all weird and esoteric, but it's why, like, I really believe in the present, because that almost seems like a different person. Like, I'm, I'm now embodied by, like, a different person. But No question. But I got to tell you, playing that guy for that many years, I could tell now why it fucked me up a little. Because that guy was a fucking wreck as I'm watching it. He was a wreck. And each of us in our own way had our things, but he was just always, what an emotional, strange, you know, uh, trying so hard character. And really this episode was a culmination of all of it. And you also showed Jax as kind of like, he's not like the nicest guy towards. Oh, I I am so anti-Jax right now. Yeah, I, I, I'll, I'm going to get into it. Yeah, the acting, go. the acting's amazing, but just the writing. I, and I, 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 anyway, let's go. Let's go. So, start it off. Yeah, that's where we left off, which we rarely do. Let's go. Well, and I wanted to say that the previously on, 
was so beautiful on this show. And I'm going to, I'm going to say why it was so, it was so simple. It was so perfect on what we had done and where we're going. Wasn't long, wasn't short. It was every little element needed to be reminded to our, our viewers in this previously on it was, it was, it was magic. All right. So we start, we pick up right away with Jack's following you mm-hmm. right away. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't know that we had seen your house. That was your. Uh, me, nor did I. I, I mean, Rossi, that was your, like, you guys are following me in front of my house. Yeah. Now there's a good example of it's too late. Now the show is a hit. That's why we're talking. God, we yeah. loved it, but I want to go inside. I want to go inside. I want to smoke some Apparently pot. With- you go inside soon. Do we? Yeah. Apparently you see my bedroom. Oh, or you, good. Or, 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 and again, thank God we have people that pay way more attention than us. <laughs> um, I think we might have seen the inside of my bedroom already. Because I know the scene. I just don't know the episode. It's me putting on my white t-shirt and grabbing the files, the Roosevelt files and all that and leaving. I'm in my bedroom because I remember I remember going to set with Medina and them and being like, oh, so this is Juice's bedroom. This is cool. Not what I expected, but cool. Like, you know, they did the yeah. bike stuff and yeah, all that kind of stuff. Um, but we did either see it or we have seen it. So this leads me to a question. Have we ever seen Tig's house? Yeah, we have. Oh, we did. We did one time. It was after the death of Donna. We go back for that last episode and I smashed my head onto my my sink's Mm. mirror and I'm a mess. I'm drunk. I'm cut. Yeah. We just saw the bathroom. You didn't see the kitchen. No kitchen. No kitchen. (laughs) There was (laughs) a tree that I peed on. Yeah. No, no. Do you know what a bachelor is? I learned this. Bachelor. Sure. Bachelor apartment. Yeah, sure. There's no kitchen. Yeah, no, it's just, it's just a one room. You make up, you make up your own little hot pan and. They had the kid, this kid who I waited tables with, he had a bachelor in LA and he had his bathroom doubled as his hot plate. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was his sink right there. Sure. What an interesting setup that is. You want a five course meal, Theo? Theo, I got it for you. I'll cook it up right here. You got it's right next to the toilet Hang on. paper. The rice is right next to the toilet paper. No, I'm good. I'm good. I'll eat out. I'll eat out. I'm good. Uh, the smell of Febreze and basil. So, so we go right to which I love. I love when we do direct continuations. Um, love it. So Jax is, you know, following him, sees the cops. Now he starts thinking and realizes that, um, you know, he's going to have to do what he's got to do. But before that, we cut to Chibs and Gemma. Um, I'm going to tell you why I like this scene. I don't necessarily love the scene, but let me tell you. Why I, 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 but hang on. I've got to go back one more thing. Yeah. Do you think, and this is very important, when Jax is kind of seeing, but not really listening, you come up to the cops and go, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck are you he doing thinks, here? He, he thinks they're friends. Like, he thinks they're working together. That's what I wanted to ask you. Yeah, because they didn't put him in cuffs. And it's the exact opposite. You're going, what the fuck? Jax is going, oh, he's telling them shit. That's right. Always oh, telling them. Okay, anyway, keep going. That's yeah, what I, I wanted I, to get. And I'm with you. I'm with you. That wasn't really clear. No. And and I remember shooting that, that it wasn't clear because I never, I don't think I had the wherewithal or the brain capacity back then to go. Interesting. Does he hear me? Should yeah, I right, 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 
Right, right. Yeah, and interesting, Theo. Yeah. yeah, no, it's a great, great call. I didn't even think about that. So I assume I can't tell what Jax was thinking, but he's thinking like, oh shit, they're not arresting him. They're just talking. He's with the cops now. That's exactly he's right. With the cops. So the Chibs and Gemma scene. Now I'm not going to get into necessarily the scene because I think it was a setup for Gemma to to do whatever she does. But the scene, why I liked it, is I've always really enjoyed on Sons of Anarchy when characters who do not interact interact. Meaning, thank, like, thank you, thank when you. When Tig and Gemma talk, or thank you. you know, when Piney and Gemma talk, couldn't couldn't even, agree more. Even that happens a good amount. Or when Tara and Juice talk, you know, or I like when characters who we don't, because what do we see all the time? We always see Tara Gemma. Yeah. We always see Gemma Clay. Yeah. We always see Jackson, Bobby, Jackson, Chibs. Sure. So even this episode, when we see Jackson Juice alone, it's like, oh shit, we don't see that. Love it. So I really appreciate when they do that. Uh, the scene was fine. Um, Chibs is amazing. Uh, he, he literally doesn't have, Tommy doesn't have a fucking false beat. when he No, like, it's all from the heart. Cigarette, and even when he's like, uh, he's just cool. It's just all, all from the heart. It's just amazing. Great. Yeah. Um, Bobby about to update Chibs. Yeah. Bobby pulls in. He's going to update him. Uh, tell him that he has to talk to him. We now, we now know shit's going down. Yeah. Um, the Tara alone scene is really interesting. What are they doing here? So what the fuck is that about? Tell me. She comes in and she bangs on the piano with her to feet. To get attention. To get attention. No, to wake up the baby. Yeah. Uh, to get someone in her life. Okay. Why? I couldn't, couldn't she just pick up Thomas? Does she have to bang the piano keys? So this is a form of acting out. She's acting out. She's pissed off. She's angry. She's trapped. And she's fucking banging on a piano. Oh, someone's going to respond. It's Thomas. Thomas needs her. Somebody needs her. Why is she doing it? Someone needs her. No. Because Jax doesn't need her? Oh, I don't know. She's in a... She's going down the hole, bro. She's in a pickle jar. She's in a pickle jar. Boy, we get a lot of pickle Mm -hmm. comments this week. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, because pickle jar is what the term should be. I it's so funny. Yeah, people it's were not that. what it means. People were like, it's the baseball term in a pickle. And I was like, I don't know. I just no, nah, we had Leah, we had people commenting from Britain, us English. It and comes from 1722. Yeah. We stole it from the Dutch. And a pickle is a pickle. And it's just if you're in a pickle, it's not good to be in a pickle. <laughs> no one wants to be a pickle. No one wants to be a pickle. <laughs> a cucumber, yes. A pickle, no. Um, so what's funny is they uh, then they started doing all the gifts with the pickles and all that. <laughs> but I don't know if you, you weren't you weren't there. Were well, you there when we were doing the big pickle thing at the Comic Cons? I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay. So years ago, pre-pandemic, pre-different, you know, whatever, I guess you would call it PP. Yeah. Uh, and then one day we'll be in AP is in pre-P. Uh, pre-pickle? We, pre, pre-pickle, pre-pandemic. We, pre-pandemic, yeah. We would do Comic-Cons. And for some reason, me, Ron, Opie, maybe one other person. I thought it was you. It's not. But always us three. When we would do our group photos, somehow we brought pickles at one point. Oh, you know what? I remember you. I saw some photos. Yeah. yeah. Well, it became a thing. And what we would do is all these people who were online to kind of come and take the group photo, because there'd be so many of them. We decided that we were going to bring a bunch of pickles and hand them pickles. 
and see if they wanted a pickle. <laughs> and it was a great way to gauge the looseness of people. We're like, because the second they walk in, we'd be like, you want a pickle? And they'd be like, yeah, fuck, I love pickles. And they grab them. And some people would be like, uh, no, I don't. I don't no, 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 thanks. I just want to take a picture. I don't want a pickle. But, <laughs> and then we would hold them in the pictures. And we did it for a few Comic Cons. Wait, we were, were they real pickles or was it a phony pickle? You know, like a doll pickle. Real pickle. Wow. You guys went real. Bowls and bowls of real pickles. And then we had a pickle company reach out to us to sponsor us. for. The oh, that's company. just too much. So the point is pickles have been in our life forever. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. pickles have been part <laughs> of sons and it makes sense because everybody's in a fucking pickle. Okay. <laughs> so we, the Tara thing, she wants to feel something now Roosevelt with juice. Um, he calls him in. Uh, I don't want to comment on my own stuff. This is great. I will. He's gone. I it, it, it I I I just all I put down in bold is oh so sad sad this is so not fun anymore it's not fun for him this is the story of sons of anarchy this fucking season bro it is turning so bad and sad and I just love how we'll get into it Jax goes oh I'll fix that off no no you won't but you're not gonna about this. You got Roosevelt sitting there who lost his wife and unborn baby. I know. Juice, whose life is over, right? It doesn't Pretty matter much. how long it drags. His life is over. We're coming from Gemma, who's just miserable, right? Clay's life's over. I mean, come Clay's on. Clay's life's over. Ever since Jax took this gavel, the world of Charming sucks shit. Meaning that not the show, but the world. And Tommy, what I love is Chibs has a moment later where he's like, what the fuck is going on? What we're all thinking. What happened here? Yep. And the one guy Tig's who's been become, neutered. pardon me? Tig's been neutered. Uh, right? So, so neutered. And the one, the one thing that is, uh, and I knew this, I kind of forgot it. Bobby has become the only moral compass of the club. Yep. Tig does later. Tommy does later. Season six and seven, even. Yeah, but but Bobby, right now, you're so fucked, and yet God. you're the most innocent boy right now to me watching it. Jax is on a rampage since the death of Opie. I don't know what, and you know, and again, Clay's fucked up, and the nomads. My God, Tig and Juice have more in common at this moment than I'll tell you. That, that, absolutely. Do you know why? Because both of them can't have their own thoughts. Yes, absolutely. Their true. thoughts are Jax. Yep loyalty to jacks and looking back on it i get i get what they did for the writing um maybe it could have went different maybe it could have been a little more creative because i think in doing that and again i'm allowed to comment on the show i think in doing that you've made them into drones where jack jacks controls them and you lose a lot of their color that comes with them and those characters do you know what i mean i do and i and i want to just say that i remember distinctly how we all navigated our own parts on this show early. And I remember Sutter always saying to you, hang in, hang in, hang in. Mm -hmm. And you did. And you got fucking huge by the end. Mm -hmm. Tig was massive early. This is about the time right in here. And I knew there'd be a big end of five coming up for him and, I didn't think I was going to die because they didn't tell me I was going to die, but you still never really know, I never suppose. Really know. But they stopped writing for Tig. And that was just the way it was. I was heavy. 
in those first one, two, three seats. And then it just started to dwindle. And I'm not complaining. Were you because frustrated? Because the story, pardon me? Were you frustrated? I became really frustrated in season six. And we'll get to that when we get to it. There's some great stories I have about me and Kurt. Mm. <laughs> so we'll get into that when we get to season six. But it's a bit of a, what people don't realize, it's a bit of a mind fuck, mm. right? And whether, okay, so. Let me, let me go into this quick because it is, is it is a great knowledge. I know a lot of people like to hear some of the behind sure. the, the thought process stuff. So I'll just do this quick. You, your ego, no matter how much you try to escape it, your ego is part of you, right? So you sure. can do things on your daily to remove it and you can do things on the daily to mitigate it. But at the end of the day, it's always part of who you are. It's, it's what we do, right? It's part of our existence in this world. So when we get a script, especially when you're on a show for a long time, the first thing you're going to do is you're going to breeze through it really quick just to see where you're at, see what you, what's going on with you. And then you're going to sit down and read the whole thing, right? And you're going to get it. But you want to first see, okay, is there anything I got to get ready for? Is there anything I got to early prepare for? Is there big monologues? Am I going to die? Is there this? Is there that? Once you start going through enough of them and you're not really seeing anything, it starts to kick you in the ass a little, correct? Yeah. And you go, oh, f- oh, wow. oh, okay. I'm not, oh, I'm not doing it. Oh yeah. It's just that one line there and two lines. Oh, okay. And you know, you're going to be there the whole time. Cause that's kind of part of the thing. So you're ultimately there as a viewer, you're watching other people act. And a lot of times that's fine. If you're part of the scene, meaning that you're responding to something, but when you're just literally there watching other people act, and sometimes acting in bad behavior, and that's a whole nother conversation, right? Sometimes they're not happy or they're complaining yeah. or they're this, and you're going like, fuck, man, just, you know, let, let me do what I do. It's a really interesting thing. And I think with our show, there were so many of us. 10 leads plus all the incredible guest stars. Yeah. That when you had some of that stuff, you would go... Okay, so this is another one. You got to suck it up. All right, man, that's going to be a long night. I'm not really doing anything. Okay, hey, man, you know what? It's an amazing job. You're getting paid a shit ton of money. It's really cool. I love my friends. I love hanging out. But fuck, man, I wish I could do something, right? Yeah. It's not not that you're ungrateful. It's you literally want to contribute to it. And it's just not in the cards. It's, it's, it's part of the success of a TV show, which I never knew. You and I had never done a big show like this. Yeah. We'd always done movies. I've done guest stars like you. Yeah. We finally say yes to a regular in a TV I mean, you show. Do guest stars, you're the, it's all about you. Well, it's not always just about you, but it certainly is. You sign on because you've read the script. It's one episode and you're happy to do it. And they're happy to have you mm-hmm. on a series like this. When you sign on, like we all did, all 10 of us leads and some became leads, including yourself after the first season. Honestly, Theo, then you are at the you know beck and call of the writers, of Kurt, of the entire epic story of Sons of Anarchy, the 92 shows. So in movies, you've read the movie, you, you say yes or no, or they want you or you want them and you finally do it. But you know what the movie is. This every we've talked about Ron, we've talked mm-hmm. about his issues, we've talked about all of our little issues. But ultimately, this is Kurt Sutter's story and it's going to go where it's going to go. And we, uh, yeah, thank goodness we all still loved one another and supported one another because there that were times, there were times that it was tough to be. Uh, and again, as, in a successful show like this, you're grateful and they're grateful and we're all grateful, but you want to, you want to do as much as you can to be in that character. 
every week. We all, and I think especially you and I, and and definitely Chibs and others, like we championed each other when we did. One hundred percent. Like when we did have stuff, you'd be like, "Oh man, you got that thing coming up. That's gonna oh fuck." Up. We'd go up to Boonie and go, "Boon, yeah. Yeah, epic show. show for you, right, right, right. epic show." Uh, <laughs> yeah, just, we were so happy. Yeah, and and again, it, for some people, it was never enough, and for some, it was just too much. You know, in a way. Oh boy, that's but, a good way to put it. That's yeah, true. Some it was never enough, and some it was too much. But but I think that um that it was always out of love of us always to make the show the best show possible. Yep. Because we did know the amount of eyes on us. But um, uh, all right. So let's uh let's swing back in. Where are we here? We're at. We're just talking about the juice Roosevelt scene. I thought it was beautiful and oh so sad. All right. Now, Jax, Chibs, and Bobby. Yeah. Um, and again, no TIG anywhere in sight. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm I'm nowhere. You're gone. TIG, the character, has been put into a closet. Gone. And his mustache is growing because I'm spicing it up with shoe polish. Yeah. And I'm just Kevin. I'm biding my time. Let's call it that. Why couldn't they make you like be part of the clay thing over there? Like come like help out. I well, you know. Yeah. I have a scene coming up with him. Because I remember the mustache now. Now that you pointed out, I, I remember going to see him. That might be coming up. All right. Anyway, and all these secrets, right, Theo? Yeah. There's secrets everywhere. Um, and Bobby, Bobby's hair looks like he just got out of a, a, a perm salon. Like a wind tunnel. A wind tunnel. It was so puffy and beautiful yeah. and large. And I thought, what the fuck? Right out of a drive. The circle of life. He's like, the and they, yeah, no, that's yeah. it. Yeah. He's in a Disney movie. And then yeah. Jax, he always seems to say he can see the end game. Yeah. But, why, why does but he, he never does anything to get he never? Well, and what he does seems to not be working out very well. No. Hey, really? He might need to recalibrate his plan. He might. He might have to. Anyway, yeah. those three are together. We set but that. I love screen. that Tommy's heartbroken over everything. Chibs yeah. is kind of heartbroken. I do yeah, like that. He sure is, man. I didn't that know whole, that whole that whole juice thing. It's just not. And again, this is what <laughs> it's so funny. I just got to bring something up that I was laughing at today. I was thinking because after I watched the episode last night, what are the three things? I'll tell you mine. And then what are the three things that people say to you all the time when they recognize you from the show? Three go things. ahead. Tell three. Me. Okay. What I usually get. Do you still ride? Right. Number one. Number two. Why'd they kill you off? <laughs> Number three. Tattoos on your head real? I know. That's just so great. And here's, here's the answer. That's you still sick. ride? Not really. Still, I have my bikes, but no. Why'd they kill you off? I don't know. It was the second to last episode. <laughs> do you have tattoos on your head for real? No. No. What do you that's the greatest acting you've ever done right there. That's so real. There's no extra shit. It's just not really. I don't know. No. I mean, come on. How honest is that? That's exactly how I answer. What do you what do you get? What oh, you get? I fucking have no idea. You get the ride thing. Do you ride? I get, yeah, they know I ride. I think I've said enough now. I used to fucking ride. Me and Bobby and DL were the only ones who really rode at the start of this whole fucking thing. So I think they know that. No, they, they just go, do you miss playing TIG? And what a crazy guy. And how the fuck did you do that? Right. And I just go, it was nice to be invited on the ride. Yeah. Um, it's over. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't miss it, but I'll never forget it. Never forget. I'll never forget those seven years, but I've so, I've so moved on. 
Yeah. People go, Mayans, man, my, I go, I hope it's the biggest show on the planet. Oh, I don't but, get that. See, I don't get that because if they know the show, they know that that's impossible. That's right. That's right. But me and Tommy lived. So they want to know why Tommy was on and I wasn't. And I just go, I don't know. It doesn't matter. It doesn't it's matter. It's all good. Yes. But the thing, the reason I bring that up is that Tommy does something here in this scene where he tells them about the past of Juice. Yeah. Dad, yeah. And the look of Jackson and Bobby is, who cares? Right? Like, it, we got to change some. That's line. my point. What a great arc for you to play with that Sutter gave you with these, the, you know, in the biorhythms of the club. You can't have a, a black fought. What? Yeah. what? Right. So, what? Let's so what change happen, the rules right, right now. So, so, what'll happen a lot is that I'll run into people in real life, in whatever this life is called, and they'll go, Why didn't you just tell the club? And I'll go, Well, one, Theo definitely didn't have that ability because it right. was juice and uh, his words were written for him by someone right. else. And if I told them, <laughs> and if I told them, then there would be no arc and no show. Right. So it's just part of, but it's really, it's interesting because that almost proves that moment where they tell Jax, they tell Bobby, everybody's like, who gives a fuck? And you go, Oh my God, juice put himself in all this chaos for nothing. And I just love that because I didn't remember this episode, I love seeing Tommy's reaction because it really does build up a lot to what happens later. So he does. What's really interesting is Jack says, let him kill himself. And this guy's basically become a serial killer at this point. He doesn't give a fuck about anybody, right? No, no. Something's really snapped in Jack's man. Um. I think he gets some of the humanity back coming up a little bit, but right now there is just no, there's no happiness in, in Mudville right now. No, doesn't give a fuck. I mean, maybe it's because it's juice and I care about him, but Jesus. So as they say on the show, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so now we cut to <laughs> juice wanting to talk to Jax. What a big fucking scene I wrote down. Big fucking scene, bro. I remember that day. You tell me you do. I do. Uh, you have to. Just for everyone's listening and watching, there uh, Jackson and Tara, where they lived, big focal point on our set, mm -hmm. on our sound stage. We all knew it. We were all there a million times. And boy, was it quiet whenever we were in that fucking set. The hospital was a whole different thing. People are opening cat and cans of Coke and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But when we were in that fucking space, always something serious was about to go down. Great yeah, scene. And he, and he was um, at this point, this was the beginning of him and I not really speaking to each other. Charlie and Theo. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. The, as, as the story goes, Sorry, Rossi, but as the yeah. story as the story goes, you know, as an actor, you oh, you know, you you do you have your own process. Whatever that process is, just you know, don't be an That's idiot, great. don't be an don't asshole. Be an do do do, do what you respectful. Yeah, do right. Do what you got to do. Yeah, but don't be don't be you know peeing on your clothes and and right. throwing shit around. Yeah. And just don't be, be a, a bad person. Fucking pig. Don't be right. Don't even though you're playing one. Don't do that in real yeah. right. But this is when well, whatever you know, your process is, go for it. Just don't bother anyone else outside of your process. Right. And again, I'm not going to say what's better or worse, but I will say that Daniel Day Lewis, 
no matter how much you love the guy or don't know the guy or just respect the guy. He's a very internal actor 100% of the time when he's on set. Correct. In the makeup trailer before, getting his clothes on, he's making fun. But when he's on set, don't be fucking around. He's okay. coming. He, he, that's his process, right? So I know that Charlie, with all this internal stuff, and fuck, did he do it well? But damn it, bro. Let, yeah. let it go a little bit. Yeah. Let it go a little bit on the side. And again, as long as you're not hurting anyone, as long as you're not, it's not a detriment to anyone, cast, crew, whatever, you got to do what you got to do. You know, mine is definitely similar, but different, right? I, I, um, and I, again, I've played characters, especially after Sons, that are way more aggressive and, you know, whatever. And, but my whole thing is like on the set, on, when I'm in there, when I'm, I, I'm very quiet now. Like I'm more quiet, like between takes, but makeup, hair, lunch, I'm, I'm me, you know, I'm, I'm whatever I'm doing. And then I can snap back into it. Yeah. I do understand him and I, the reason was, is because we weren't sure where this was going. We didn't know what was exactly happening. And I think that at this time, and I can just, all I could do is guess, which I don't really like doing is the character of Jax was experiencing a tremendous amount of heartbreak. He had yeah. just lost Opie. He has a complete disconnection from Clay, where they came back together at one point, remember, over Abel. And then now him and Gemma, there's no relationship. He really does have no one, which we're going to come to see in his little scene with Chibs, right? Because he's also so ready to get rid of Bob. Yeah. yeah. So I think that Juice was just another add-on of like, he basically doesn't have Tig. Like Tig is no. nothing to him. He doesn't trust him. He never did, right? There's no... So this is a guy who's being made more of an island, more of an island, more of an island. And I can only imagine how that's internally affecting the person that's or impact. There you go. The there you go. That's it. Yeah. So he's on his own. So Juice wants to talk. They have their big thing. Um, he leverages him just like he leverages Gemma. So everybody at one point, just like he leveraged Tig, everybody at one point is basically working for Jax. Like that's what it is. Emotionally working for him. Truly everyone but Bobby. Everyone but Bobby. Like truly everyone. Clay. He's coming for Clay. He's told Clay, you're fucking dead. He had that knife at his throat in yep. the hospital. Everyone. Everyone's on the chopping block. That's where we're at right now. And is this all because of the revenge for his father? Oh, what, what is he so mad deeper. about to Clay for? Well, because Clay did the shit to Tara, smashed her arm up, smashed, smashed her hand up. He's found out that Clay and, and fucking mummy, uh, more, more Clay. I don't know if he knows about mummy. No, he doesn't, res- know about mom. doesn't know about mom yet. No. Responsible for his dad. All that shit that he found out in Ireland. It's I don't know, bro. It's all just coming to a head. And, right. And, and then he's got these three undercover technically narcs. He's got juice. He's got Gemma and he's got Tig at his beck and call like a Doberman for him. And, right. And and but he's also sold his soul a little bit to 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 the CIA and the undercover. Yep. They, yeah, to those whole guys. Mm. To Danny Trail. Danny's all buddy buddy with Pope. Come on. It's just the survival of the fittest, man. Yeah. I mean, it's a crazy world right now in SOA. So then we get Rat and what's the other prospect's name? Walter. His real name Walter. is Walter. What was his character name? No idea. 
Me neither. Prospect number four. Great okay, guy, though. He's a great guy. Great guy. Walter. Walter. I love Walter. And I love Brad. <laughs> you know, Nico is my fucking. Nico's our boy. And he's, he gets really big in six and seven. We're going to have a lot to talk about with Nico. I love Nico and he's so fucking talented oh, and he's God. so good. He reminds me of a little, a little Coatsy. He's got a he's little, a little Matt Craven, a little Matt Craven, a little, little Coatsy. A little Matt man. Craven too, yeah. a little Coatsy in him. He's, he's got he's, that whole, he could, he could fucking rock that kid when he's. Well, there. come on. How, and how nice is it? We're talking about Nico again, because the last time we really talked about him, he's about to get, you know, Russian rouletted in that yeah. goddamn room with big Chris. And they were so good together. Those two. And, and then where did line. rat boy go? Maybe he was busy. I can't remember, but nice to have him back. Yeah, it's nice to have him back. So right. uh, they're going to track down Obese Killer. I used to work with that guy. Did uh, you? Yeah, he was a bouncer at the place I bar back that. Love that guy. He was one of the naked guys when we were in prison. He was the private security of the owner of the restaurant. And then he also was the head guy at the door of this bar slash club. Didn't want to fuck with him. At. No. You didn't want to fuck with him. And he, uh, so we worked there the same. I was there for two years. He was there. So when I saw him on set, what a pivotal role he plays, right? I didn't realize yeah. he'd be coming again. Didn't remember this. Didn't know he was coming back around. I didn't remember until I saw it. Anyway, go ahead. Tara, okay. Margaret. Tara, right? Yeah. The job interview, um, Providence, Rhode Island. Yeah. Sure. I just, I wrote down as too good to be true. Oh, wait, it is. Oh, I don't know. So you no, I'm just saying it's too good to be true. And yeah, it is too it's good, all to, too be good to be true. And yeah, she's going. She's not going anywhere. Shit. Margaret's smiling like she just hit the bottom of the Cracker Jacks box. <laughs> she's like she just found the prize. <laughs> she is smiling the whole time. Um, Jack's back at TM with Gemma. He's cold as ice to her. Um, cold as ice. Cold as willing ice. Willing to sacrifice my yeah. love. Is it my love or your love? Your love, yeah, so. our love, their love. <laughs> Let's cover anyone's love. Our love. <laughs> so here comes the notorious mayor who changes looks more than fucking Zartan and GI Joe. <laughs> he is always looking like somebody different. <laughs> I didn't recognize him. Cobbler, yeah. Cobbler, Jeffrey. <laughs> fucking didn't recognize him. Daisy comes in looking like Leonard Skinner. Some days he comes in looking like a fucking magician. Some days yeah, every time we talk to him, we go, how you doing? I've been working. Been working, changing my look up. Hair. Been working. He's got different mustache, facial yeah. hair. So here comes the notorious Charming Heights is back in action. We always hearing about Charming God, Heights, right? care less, but Fuck all right. off Charming Who Heights. Who fucking cared? Big catalog, too. Like, yeah, look like the Sears catalog. <laughs> um, but guess what's about to happen? Tig's doing the shout out. Hey, Jax. Yeah. Hey, Jax. <laughs> I wrote down Tig Speaks. Tig Speaks. Tig Speaks. Oh, Tig my speaks. God. He can speak. Hey, Jacks. Hey, Jacks. But the prospects are on the move. They're on the move. Got a little info here. for you. So then we go to Tara with Otto. I don't know. I don't know what's going well, on. Well, can I read what I said? Yeah, I said, Tara and Otto. Is it just me or why do I get a pit in my stomach every time she shows up with him? I'm sick. Uh, me too. I just get like, okay, the silence is deafening. There's a lot going on. I know something bad's going to happen. I don't know what. Yeah, I couldn't remember either. Somebody's getting whacked. It's either gonna someone. It's not going to go well. Someone else. They're either whacking themselves or whacking someone else. I don't know what's happening there. No. No. Yeah. 
And then we cut to Clay with Sonny Barger. Yeah. Uh, Lenny the Pimp. Boy, Lenny the Pimp. How good is Sonny in this fucking show? Yeah. For someone who's never acted in his never life. never acted in his life. Calm and cool as. He's just as a cucumber, as not a pickle. As a cucumber. Pickle. He is as calm as the predecessor of the pickle. Yeah. No, he's so good. I remember when I was doing that big emotional scene with Clay in the hospital, I shed a couple of tears. He was there that day. And he went, I don't know how you do that. Like, you guys, how do you do that? That acting thing. We're doing go, it. <laughs> I said, Sonny, you're doing it. You're, you're doing it. Just be real. Anyway. What do we used to him. tell DL all the time, right? When he oh, asked uh, DL. Just talk. That motherfucker. Just talk. He just got so good. Yeah. Just let it on go. this show. He just let it just let it go. Don't it don't go. don't do any. Just feel it. God, he, tell him you don't know what you're going to say in real life. So don't no. know what you're going to say here. Just talk. He just fucking lift off. Love him. All right. Lift off was ready to go. So uh, great scene with Sonny and Clay. Um, oh, didn't you like this line when 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 Clay goes, can I do anything for you on the outside? And Sonny goes, I ain't got no more outside. Fuck. What a line. I felt that. what a. What a line. What a line. You and I are lucky that we're doing what we're doing, playing guys like that who can be yeah. incarcerated, right? We're not in we're not in prison. And I can I've only been imagine. doing a lot. I did the mass bailout reform. I've been doing a, a lot with my guy Ryan. Uh we had a big Texas coalition prison thing here about uh the bail system and also about listen, I'm not gonna get into the prison industrial complex. I did a whole podcast on it. It's a fucking disaster, but uh, there is no reform. It's a fucking disaster. And and the, right. and what we think as humans, uh, which has been embedded into our brain, is that if you're in jail, you're guilty, which is not necessarily true. That's right. right. There's been hundreds of thousands of people who have been exonerated, right? That's and, right. And, and also people who don't deserve to be in these prisons that did stuff that probably shouldn't get you next to some of the other people who are in prison, right? Yeah, we can go on and on about this. There's no doubt. Yeah. No need to go on about it. But right. the thing is this. If you're in there and your family disowned you or they died or you didn't have anybody to begin with, your life, if you're in there longer than you're outside. I ain't got no one on the outside. What no a great line. That's it. It's a fucking great line. And it's that's that's their existence. That's your existence. And that is heartbreaking. Yet at the same time, some of the guys, you know, they, it, was, it was focused on one of the greatest movies ever, Shawshank, who he wanted. He'd rather be in there, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. What a what a crazy system. So uh, Unser pulls in. Yeah. Talks with Gemma. He comes in like a house of fire. I don't know why. I guess because was- it was lunch. It was lunch. <laughs> no, he's getting lunch right after this scene. That's it. I remember. Him t- I'm, hey, I'm going to lunch. Hey, it's steak. Potatoes. I'm going to take some home. Just wanted to get it done. When you get it done, when he's so happy. That was the most, that's the, his heart rate was probably at 123. Yep. Came through the, came through the door. Flying it. They did that scene. She tells him, put the Winnebago outside. Uh, yep. And she also tells him again, again, poor fucking Unser, chief Unser, poor Wayne. Uh, all she does is ask him for shit. Go find that stuff on clay for me. His little lapdog, man. Just a little lapdog. Yeah. Fucking. A lackey. Who is the? Uh, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's a great word. He and, and who was the deputy in uh, on that show, Dukes of Hazard? There was Roscoe Pico Train, and then I just know Festus with yeah, with gun whatever. smoke. But he is, but, you he's, know. Fucking, he's a deputy, and it sucks. Yeah. 
he so to her she's the sheriff in all ways um meet up with the bastards uh looking for the opie killer michael beach one of my favorite actors to ever in the world ever live on this planet he's in the best shape of anyone ever and he's literally ripped shredded he was one of the MCs at my daughter's one heart source you remember he was there talking away being raising so much money for kyle over in tanzania helping us all michael beach that's a that's a human being right there baby oh yeah he i just i miss him i just did another movie with him um, you did i did which one one with charles murray director. oh yeah bro yeah. beach is in that oh good how and is he fucker great and everything he's in no, I mean, is it, how's he doing in this world? I mean, he's not- a rider. He works out like crazy. He's got his family. He's a love family him. Man. You know, Beach is one of those people that I always look at and I always go. You and I have talked about this a bunch. Great career, right? Like you just do your thing. Everybody knows who you are. They don't know specifically from what, right? I always say if you're an actor in this business and you're known for five things, five things, if someone can know you from five things, you're successful. Wow. If, if someone goes, I know you from this, 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 this. That's and cool. Up a five. That's cool. To me, you've, you've made it because very rarely can a common, usually it's one, two, they haven't seen this, they have seen that. But if you have five that it's transcended into the, into the side. You're, you're a real working actor. That means you're really doing your thing. It might yeah. not say monetarily what it's done for you. And Beach is one of those guys who's just been in fucking everything. Everything. It's just Love great. It. Um, and I love him. And uh, and he was so good as this character. So, again, this is unexpected. But here's our part of the show where we need our action. And yep. chaos ensues. You were there. A lot of running. Okay. So, like, <laughs> like uh, is this where we go up to the the boat thing? Yeah. Nope. Nope. This is okay. the bar. Oh, this is still the bar. Okay. Yeah. But are we shooting yet? Are we all shooting? Uh, there's oh, some yeah. shots fired here. Yeah, and then I go, well, not Tig, apparently. Tig isn't shooting in this scene. Not shooting. No. I think DL is, Charlie. Um, oh, yeah, and then one of the guys clip, clips the bikes. Yep. Uh, oh, yeah, and I remember Guy Ferland directed this episode. I remember being there, and they had to do a stunt guy driving away trying to clip that first bike so that they all be dominoes. Guess how many times we had to do that shot? many five wow before it finally worked that took a lot of time so there we are shooting up and and then we got jacks screaming in to's face now can i just ask a question here screaming i know it's a tv show i know we've killed 100 people we should all be talking about being incarcerated for the rest i i know but it's a show it's a fake beautiful fictional everybody from charming should be on a milk right and so that's fine. I get it. But here's a case where 22 shots were fired. And the next thing we see is we're standing still in the same location. Bikes is still kind of down. Maybe we just picked and we're having a discussion. Yep. Where are the cops? They're, they're not involved. Where's the 911 call? They're a charming night. <laughs> <laughs> they're in charming heights figuring it out where the houses are gonna go yeah 
They're buying okay, thank house. you for answering that. Anyway, there we are. Okay, so um, there's the chaos. Bobby gets heated up. He's trying to calm the situation. He is like, there was a fucking, there's a compromise to be had. Yep. You got to listen. 20-year relationship. Everybody get it together. We're going to do it my way. Listen to reason. Boom. Unser walks in on Roosevelt. Roosevelt was looking at this stuff on his wife. Unser comes in. They have a little chat about Clay. They yep. see that they have a commonality. Them two have always butted heads, but maybe it's time to kind of come together. Yeah. Um, and now Tara meets up with Gemma. That's a really quick scene, but she gives her the cross. Um, Tara's just playing her off, giving her the brush off. Gemma's trying to be inquisitive, trying to find out some things. Well, Gemma's not in her circle anymore, right? So... Yeah, she's been she's been, you know, you're you're out. And yeah, you're, you're out until I tell you you're back in. You're out. So really interesting to see Gemma in a uh, passive position. Yeah. How about that? It's interesting. And now Romeo and the crew meet up with Clay. I felt like this was a bit of a rush thing. I'm not going to get into it, but Romeo and the crew meet with Clay. And all of a sudden, Clay has pieced everything together like he. No, no, you're brilliant, bro. You're brilliant. I literally wrote wrote down. This is a very, very, very complicated story right now. It is so complicated. We're making it even more complicated. Clay comes in, arms out, jacked to the nines, no more oxygen, stronger than a bull, wants back in somehow. And now we got Romeo and Benito going, hang on, hang on. Whoa, 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 whoa. And and then they shut Clay up after Clay shuts them up. It's just like. And nobody denies anything. They're like, no one's denying it. Wow. And, and he figured it out like brazenly. Like he was like, oh, I know this and I know that and I know this. And I was like, what? It's really fucking complicated, bro. Honestly. It was like, let's take a year of shit and put it into one small scene. Yeah. And, and now, oh, oh, now Jax is going to die at the end. What? Yeah. Yeah. Uncalled for. Silly. Really, really quick, really quick shit. Stupid. Stupid. Okay. So Pope with Jax, this is another one. I get come on. Uh, I what's, get what's all the smiles? What's all what's all the buddy buddy shit? What's all you know? Pope looking at his shoes, going, "Look at you growing up in the streets." Yeah. I don't, I don't know. What is it? Is Jax playing him? Well, sure, he's playing him a bit. We don't know he's playing him until the final episode of this season. And is and and is Pope really that proud of this fucking gangster biker guy? I don't know. I don't. I don't. I didn't really buy it. Yeah, me neither. And he says he needs Tig gone. However, um, however, that was at least cool to be reminded of, to have 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 Pope say to him, "Oh, this isn't over until Traeger's dead." Yes, like I, I I I was thankful to have that out there again to remind people. Oh wait, Tig's mustache is really weird right now. He doesn't speak yeah. much yeah. anymore. That's yeah. okay. Kim Coates is a really good actor. He is what he is. That's fine. But to remind everybody, my days are numbered. That was important to say, and I'm glad that was in there. Yeah. I mean, it's not just you looking like Raleigh Fingers. <laughs> so, so, so now we're at the pier, ready to get this guy, more action stuff. And oh, then- there we are. Can I say something? Okay, now we're at this. Yeah. So here we are. And I remember so well now when Guy said, okay, um, Coatsy, you go with Chris and Bobby. And I went, that's fucking excellent. Not that I'm taking away from how fast Bobby and Chris can run, yeah. but being with the big boys, 
I knew we wouldn't be sprinting a hundred miles an hour at 10 time, 10 takes. Yeah. I was so thankful to be with the boys and Charlie, Tommy and happy were in the other three. And I let them do the running, let them do the Yeah. This was where you, whenever there's a running scene, you immediately regret that you're a biker wearing boots. (laughs) Charlie had those sneakers on. Come on. He was happy. Yeah. And those aren't that comfortable air force ones, but he did have sneakers on and all the rest of us had boots and those just suck to run with probably even more so if you are of the larger scale, because it's, it's, it was hot. Yeah. You're wearing a lot of gear yeah. and there's a lot of sweating, which will come up. There's a scene coming up where Clay is, did not get the mop up on his, on his. No, I know exactly which one you're talking up. about. I was like, well, somebody <laughs> dropped the ball on the mop up. Um, okay. So, <laughs> so uh, Chib shoots him. Bobby's furious. I mean, what sure. the fuck are we doing killing Randall like that? Like, sure. Why? Trying to make a point. Jax is on him. I know, but fucking T.O., everyone's pissed off. What the hell are you doing? 20 years down the toilet. 20 years down the toilet for what? I mean, really, really. I know Randall was involved. I, I get it. But really, it was Pope. Pope controlled everything inside that fucking prison. It wasn't really Randall. He was just, you know, subterfuge of just like being there. Yeah. Wrong place, wrong play, place. Anyway, I didn't and, think they needed to kill him. basically saying you can go kill all the other guys. You just got to leave them. You can beat them up even. So the compromise was there. He just didn't do it. And I'm going to give you a quick example of pretty good writing, by the way, is uh, so Bobby in the previous scene had said 20 year relationship with the bastards. Yeah. In the next scene, he says you just flushed two decades down the toilet. Yeah. I love how he doesn't repeat 20 yeah. years. That's good writing. Right? Yeah, really good writing. Yeah. He's not using it again. Yeah. So um, we get to Jack's at TM. Uh, I'm going to go talk to Bobby. It says Chibs and Jack have that. Mustache. That's when, if you guys want to spot the bullfighter mustache, that's the scene. I have it tagged. That's where Tig's bullfighter mustache is. It's on. Effect. Yeah. Yeah. Jackson Chibs on the bench, love fest. Yeah. Um, I love you, brother. You're the brother. Let's all brother. Love, love, love. But 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 I, again, I have to say that Tommy in that scene, the lines are what the lines are. And then yeah. you discuss the meaning of the lines. And, the and then you want to go opposite sometimes of the meaning of the lines. What Tommy did was all three in that one scene. He said simply. I'm here Mm -hmm. and I love you Mm -hmm. and I'm not going anywhere. That's right. But the way he said it was really, and he kissed him on the cheek and we get all that. We get all that. But I still think that there was shit going on inside of Chibs that he didn't say, which was amazing because we don't know where that's going to go. That relationship. And that's where I felt. I know. I didn't feel, I don't really feel anything for the Jack's character, but what I did feel for him is how alone he feels. Yeah. And and again, surprising how fast he's ready to get rid of Bobby. Yeah. I mean, just that that simple. And I guess I guess this loss of Opie is just so much bigger. There's no attachment to anyone anymore. Um, Juice going. No, that's play. right. No, that's right. You're There's absolutely no right. Attachment to anyone. He doesn't want to get attached to anyone. I get it. You know, sometimes you get in these relationships in life and you know, someone hurts you and you you push away everybody, right? Even things that could be good. And I think that that's where he was at that point. Um Juice going through clay stuff. Okay, now let me talk about that. Sure. I was more 
stressed watching that scene with what Juice was doing. Then 42 gunshots, two scenes earlier, outside. That shit for me, I know we need action. I know we need music. I get it. I get it. But Juice, don't get caught. What are you doing? Yeah. Are you all right? That, and then you hear a bike pull up. You're a car. Yeah. That, that to me is my heart. I, I that's real SOA for me. I'm yeah, sorry. what I always do whenever I have scenes like that, and I, I just did it recently on a movie, is uh, I'll tell the props department, don't tell me where it is. Yeah. And I'll say, you could always take the scissors to it. Like, if I really can't find it, like, you know, or whatever, you could edit it. But, like, just don't tell me where it is. Let me let really me, look for me, it. Let me yeah. look for it. For I love me. it. And uh, there was the time recently where I, I don't know what movie it was, where I was like, hey, cut. I don't, I can't find it. <laughs> Remember what I said? Don't tell me. Just tell me, would you? Yeah, I, go, I, I want to find the it. Easter egg. It's Easter. I want to find yeah, it. I mean, I, I don't think you have to make it that right one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but that one, uh, I did that's, love that I didn't know where it was. And that's was great. <laughs> Um, and he did, he did camera. That was when we were doing cameras behind the walls. And that's, again, when you're on a set, you can remove walls and stuff. So here's what happens in this scene. If anybody notices, cause I did clay opens up to him, calls him son again, which clay just loves to do, loves to call juice son. If the bell doesn't ring, I think juice is going to tell him everything. He's going to wow. tell him Jax has him in a pickle jar. He's wow. going to tell him that. Wow. Uh, we gotta, I never, we gotta I do never something. Even, oh, yeah. Never, Look at his face. He's going to tell him everything. I think that's awesome. And then the bell rings. Ding dong. Yeah. She's about to tell him everything. Wow. Yeah. Um, and the bell rings. And of course, we know who it is. Yeah. Right. Uh, hold on one sec. I do. I do love how you said in there because you say you talk about this shit all the time. You said to him, the prospects are going on a Costco run. Do you need anything? I know. <laughs> like we always talk I about see that. I why see aren't we that shopping? Costco. You and me in fucking Costco. Why aren't why aren't we shop, right? Just want to and juice hey, and CVS. Yeah, how about that? Yeah. Am I buying smokes? What am I like doing? Looking at foot cream and juice like Yeah, that. come on. What do I, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, anyway, very funny. Off. Like that's a funny scene, right? But okay. So Clay gives him that hug. Yeah. And that hug is that, you know, um, Juice is literally a wreck. And that's where this was the moment where I was watching. I was like, I can't believe I played this guy for so long because he's a wreck. He looks at Gemma. It's almost like him and Gemma have this unspoken thing, like of like, we're both doing something, whatever, that Clay's Clay. So now Clay puts his hands on Gemma. And here's the scene. Perlman was sweating like an Olympian in that scene. That's what I wrote. He, and I only say that because we're pretty on top of like, hey, guys, just like get this down. I'm in the house, assuming my house is air conditioned on the, in the show. I probably shouldn't be sweating like this, but those sets would get super hot. And somebody did not mop up clay in this scene. Check, check the sweat. No, no. It was like a waterfall in the crevice of his wrinkles and Pearl, that beautiful face and blue eyes of his, he's got some heavy crevices right here. And there was literally waterfalls that a pixie queen could have been jumping off of. 
but he never lost where he was. Never. He kisses her hand. That's pure Shakespeare for all you Shakespeareans out there. That's pure Shakespeare kissing her hand. I, ah, uh, God, Clay and Gemma. Again, we've had the Nero thing, right? It's all different. It's all changed. It's all, but when, when those scenes, and you know, Gemma is playing him, not here. Let's go back. Oh, you know, it's all fake. Yep. It just rips your heart out, Gemma, bro. Because it's all fake. But she wants to go home. Yeah. I don't, and I'm watching these not knowing how much of it is real. I know she's playing him, but I don't know how much of it is. Like, uh, no, it's a great point. I don't but know the, how but much. But the desperation in Clay, the desperation in Clay. He's got no one. He's got no, he's got juice. Yeah. But and he's no. kind of revealing more as Clay. And but then at the same time, he's being aggressive with the Galindos and the talk with like so there's like what a great, what a great season for him. Great. I know yeah. he might not feel that way, but it's no, great. Yeah. Pro was so amazing. Yeah. So Tara gives Otto the chain. He wants oh, to pray. Jesus Christ. And it's a massacre. <sighs> Yeah, it's a massacre. The sons live. Redwood bleeds. Okay, Jesus fucking Christ. I mean, how how does Tara? I know she has to because she's written to stay. Yeah. How does she stay in charming after this? Like, no. How does she not just run for the hills? Just run from everything. Um, I think again, you talk about someone going into zombie mode. She's gone after this. Oh my god, great point, bro. Yeah, she's been what crucifixed. That nurse got crucifixed right there in front of her. Blood was everywhere. Everywhere. Like what the fuck? Again, Donald Logue's real sister in real life. So good. God, she was good. She was really good. And uh she just got taken out heavy. So again. It's a shocking scene. That's what so violent. That's what we do. That's what we do. We do it really for. well. Yeah. Is it uncalled for? I don't know. It's up to the audience. I don't know. <laughs> no, that one wasn't. Uh, no, I think that was making a point. Yeah. I just think I just can't believe why Tara stays. That's all. That's just crazy to me. I think she's in shock. Yeah. Um, Jax tells Juice it's a ticking clock. And you know what I wrote here? Mm. I always tell my sons all the time. My sons will go, uh, He's a mean guy, right? When we're watching movies, like we, they love Home Alone. We watched Home Alone again this morning before they went to school. Love it. And they'll see Joe Pesci and they go, that's the mean guy. <laughs> right? And I wrote, Jax is a mean guy. Yeah. Jax is just the mean guy, as my yeah. son would say. Yeah. He's a mean guy at this point. Yeah. And uh, meets up with Unser Quick, basically tells him what he got on the board. You know, again, it's just all to figure out to get Clay. That's yeah. his only plan. Uh, Clay with Gemma, Clay coming clean with everybody. I mean, Clay is at this point where he's just purging himself of all these things, right? He's telling Gemma she's the only one, and then uh, and then she goes in on. And and can I just say, I'm sure you've been there. I know I have. Sometime in your life, where something perhaps you've done which is not wrong, but just something that you wish you could do over, or something mm. you could just. Why did I do that? Mm. There's something when you're not caught, but when someone calls you on it, there's a freedom of just going like clay right now. He's done it all. A lot of it was bad. And a lot of it, he's going to get caught. A lot of it, there's nowhere to go, but he's got his black t-shirt on. He's with his wife. They're in their bedroom. Mm -hmm. That was season one, baby season two all the time. And he's, he's reflecting on the old days. And you know what? It's all different now. 
It's all different. And he knows his his time is is kind of short, I'll bet yeah, you. And, and I think that the writers knew it too. And that's why he's just kind of telling everything, right? He's just kind of letting all these things. Good point. They're humanizing him a little. And, you know, you're trying again. What we like to do on this show is blur the lines. Good is point. He is he a mean guy or is he a good guy, right? Yeah, no, and, good point. And it, it, I would say in these episodes, as we're gearing through them and racing through them, that Clay is starting to seem like, the nice guy and Jack's is starting to seem like the mean guy. So the tides have turned, right? Does the, does the gavel corrupt whoever yep. sits there? Oh, sorry. Oh, oh, is that you or me? That's you, buddy. I don't sorry. Know that. I Off, know. gone. Sorry. So this is it. This, here we go. Jack's pulls up to meet Roosevelt. He now wants clay as well. Um, you know, Roosevelt wants clay. Everybody wants clay day. Can I, can I just mention in there too, again, much like the Pope Jacks thing, I just find them chummy. He's chummy with everybody, bro. Like chummy. Yeah, I get it. I don't know. I don't know if I get it at all because he lost his wife. He lost his wife and unborn child. And and I, I know he's trying to find people, but I don't know. It's just a chummy thing between Jacks and Roosevelt that I, I don't know. And every and Pope and 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 the mayor and everyone. And maybe that's the deal, right? That's maybe that's exactly what we're supposed to see and feel is Jackson being chummy with all these guys. But he's playing them all. All right. Fair enough. And we'll see. Right. He's smarter than all of them. Maybe that's the deal. Again, I don't remember the show. So let's see how it plays out. And then Tara's at the table smoking weed. She's in zombie mode. She's gone. Here comes Um, the music. Here comes the end of the show. Music's on. Tara's smoking pot. She's going to get arrested and go to jail. Yeah. She's an accessory to murder. Everybody's going to jail. Otto played it perfectly. That's it. But again, Jax goes at the very end. He goes, I'll figure it out. Yeah. I'm not going to let that happen, babe. Really? How's it, how's it working for you so far, Jax? Tell her. You got a giant list that you need to like, knock off things. List, list, day. list, list. I'm not going to let that happen. Really? How? How are you going to do that? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. And guess what, Rossi? Three to go. Three to go in season five. I'm digging it. Uh, I'm digging it. It's actually a really good season. It's, it's a really good season, man. It's more of a um, season five feels more like a uh, – there's endurance to it. It feels like it's more paced. Like um, there's not a lot of highs and lows. Like it feels like it's just very even. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's just. We're- yeah. There's a, there's enough explosiveness with emotions and action that it's just keeping you on the edge of your seat. This fucking season, man. Mm-hmm. We don't know where any, any, anything's going, but. But there's ooh. no bad episodes. Like I haven't watched no. them yet where I've been like, Oh, that was no. fucking terrible. Don't- don't remember any of those so far. No way. No, it's pretty great. So this is definitely up there. Three left. Um, hey, bud. I love you. Toodaloo. Love you. See you soon. See you, buddy. Ciao, right. ciao. Fuck off. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate each and every one of you. You know the deal. Theory Pod. Hashtag Theory Pod. Capital T-H-E-O. Small R-Y. Capital P-O-D. If we're talking Reaper Reviews, it's the hashtag Reaper Reviews with the double R. Go everywhere where the where this podcast is available and go subscribe and follow Apple, Spotify, Google, iHeart, wherever. And, uh, and then if you want to see the videos, go on to YouTube and subscribe to the page. We got some cool stuff coming. Um, like I always say, 
This life goes by in a blink, so stay up, stay awake, keep being the example, um, and let's keep making a difference. All right? All right. Hey, yo. Shout out to my crew, the Theory Team. The team, okay? Starting with my incredible editor, Caroline Kawash, to the incredible design skills of Cesar Arvello, to the other designer slash web slash everything, Justin Tordella. Go look them up. Go follow them. Go thank them. They're an incredible team, and I wouldn't be even remotely able to do a second of this without them. So shout out to the entire theory team. Uh, or as we say in New York, big up, um, incredible people, incredible humans. And I'm fortunate and proud to have them.